Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Mailbox Monday. It is Monday, October the 8th. I just finished with my women's conference here in Vancouver, Washington. We just spent an entire day and a half talking about the Lord. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to be answering your questions. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about modern feminism. And what does the Lord think about women? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So you guys know, I love answering your questions here at Mailbox Monday. If you have a question that you would love to see addressed at the podcast, shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com, and uh, make sure that you put Mailbox Monday in the subject line. We are interested here at Mailbox Monday in talking about things that really are going to address the larger body of Christ. And so, you know, if you're if you're going to write to me about a very specific broad or a very specific subject, it's probably not going to get addressed on the air. But if you can write about something you think, you know what, I bet you other people are struggling with this too. Those are the kind of questions that we really want to see here. So if that's you, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. If this podcast is an encouragement to you, as always, we would love it if you would rate and review this podcast over at iTunes. We're getting ready to make some changes, and I think you guys are going to like them. So uh, while we're waiting for that, we sure love it if you'd continue to rate and review this podcast. It is such a privilege to me that you invite me into your homes and into your uh, into your laundry mess <laughs> and your dishes and all those things. I appreciate you listening to me and taking the time. I know a lot of you are listening with your children, and I know a lot of you listening with your husband. And so we appreciate the fact that you've taken some time just to tune into the podcast and we're praying for you and uh, we appreciate your prayers as well. Um, Goodness knows we have a lot of things happening in the culture right now. So what I'm going to do today, because I've gotten so many questions on this particular topic, I'm going to address the topic of feminism, more specifically radical feminism. Because the the modern feminist movement, does, it bears very little resemblance to the suffragettes who were trying to get equal pay for women and women the right to, to secure women the right to vote. I disagree with the modern feminist movement in about 100,000 different ways. But the main reason is because the modern feminist movement reflects basically 100% of a secular worldview. And here at the podcast, we want to encourage you towards a biblical worldview. In other words, whatever we're talking about, we want to be able to take it through the grid of scripture and say, what does God say about this particular subject? And so we're talking today uh, about women in general. And Jana wrote to me and she said, Heidi, thanks for your boldness, bluntness, and beautiful voice you share with us on the podcast. Thank you, Jana. I appreciate that. She said, I know you've addressed the library issue recently. I wanted to know your thoughts about infant board books promoting feminism. I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, Jana, but because I've gotten so many questions about this particular thing, Sherry asked about the clothing that we wear into today. Does that help or hurt the fight against militant feminism? First of all, the reason that you see publishers and authors writing books that are board books that are designed for babies and toddlers is because they already know what we need to understand. And that is this, the Bible says in Luke 640 that when a student is trained, he'll be an awful lot like his teacher. And so what they're trying to do is infiltrate and indoctrinate an entire generation of little ones. So before they even have a chance to see the world around them in action, they've formulated an opinion about women in particular and 
But it's not just women. Really what they're doing is they're forming an opinion against men. And that's what that's what troubles me so much. Uh, this is a, we're raising a generation of girls who hold men with some sort of disdain. And that is not God's plan. That is not God's plan for women. God is pro-woman. You know, I know that there are some sects of Christianity that treat women like cattle, and that is not God's heart. Uh, I've certainly seen a lot of damage done in the patriarchy movement. I've certainly seen a lot of damage done through the patriarchy movement. And again, not God's heart. We miss the heart of God when we try to make it about rules and regulations and instead go back to the word and just say, Father, show us your heart. Show us what it is. How how do you love women? And God's heart towards women can be seen all throughout the Bible. And so we want. I'm going to talk to you about that just a little bit today because the biblical worldview is going to assert that God created us in his image, just like he created the heavens and the earth. He created us. He created us male and female, formed on purpose, with a purpose. He says that the very way that male and female were formed by God came from the mind of God. So man and woman, according to God's word, are equal because God made us male and female, both fashioned by the same creator, who is, by the way, uh, bigger than both of them, right? And we bear his image and his likeness in creation. Um, and in, uh, in, the, in the early church, and this has been an, an encouragement for me as I've grown in my walk with the Lord and I'm raising five daughters, you know, two of, of which are, are grown. But as I've been raising my daughters and just walking closer and getting to know the Lord who loves me my whole life as a woman, because I can, I can totally see how some women feel that they have been put down by men. I've been a, a, a victim of that myself as a speaker out on the homeschool circuit. I've certainly seen it in the church and it's wrong, but it doesn't reflect God's heart. And really that's what we want to do, right? We want to, we want to point out that all things originate from God. That's what Paul did in first Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12. And if everything finds its origin in God, then that makes everything equal. And that includes male and female. The Bible teaches us that woman came from man, and we observe this in the creation account in Genesis, right? But man is conceived in the womb of a woman through conception. And a person who has a biblical worldview understands that women and men are equally as important and necessary to bring about physical life. I told you guys a couple of months ago, I think it was, I was at the airport in Portland and I saw a woman with a t-shirt and it said, the future is feminine. And I, I, I almost laughed out loud. I wanted to go up to her and say, you do realize that in a future with just women, there will be no future because eventually we'll die out. We need each other. And really what this is, is kind of, uh, and we see this all, all the time, right, in human history. It's a, a reaction, right, a pendulum reaction to the treatment of women that has been wrong in the past. And we still see this happening in other cultures where women are treated basically like cattle, where they're told what to do by the men in their life. None of this stuff has origin in the word of God, by the way. But now what we're seeing is the pendulum swinging so far the other way in the culture, particularly in Western civilization, it bears no resemblance to the heart of God, nor to the, the movement that was trying to create true equality for women. The Bible says that women were actually instrumental in serving the body of Christ in many ways in the early church. And one of the, my favorite examples is Phoebe. 
And she was a servant of the Lord. And the Bible records that she was happy to help many of the Christians, many of the saints in the area of Corinth and even Paul himself. And this is recorded in Romans 16, verses one to two. Another example was Priscilla, the wife of Aquila, who took Apollos aside with her husband and explained the scriptures with greater accuracy to Apollos. Isn't that amazing? That's in Acts 18, verses 24 to 26. So Priscilla, along with her husband, even risked their lives for Paul's sake. Not a lot of feminism going on right there. And it sounds to me like they they held her in high regard. And when women, godly women, were serving as examples to younger women by the way they live their lives, you read this in Titus, the Bible teaches us that women have an important role to play. Never do you see in scripture that God sees a woman as lesser than a man ever. And the Bible teaches men, in fact, how he wants them to uh, treat their wives. He wants them to love their wives, right? He said this in Ephesians. He said, husbands, love your wives. See, Peter cautioned that husbands who don't love their wives and who can't live with them in an understanding or honoring way are gonna have their prayers hindered. Don't believe me? Open up First Peter, read chapter uh, three, verse seven, right? So uh, a secular feminist, so we've been talking about the feminist movement, but a secular feminist and a biblical feminist, and I, I know some women who consider themselves to be Christians and feminists, and if, you, if by feminist you mean, um, I want to see women treated equally to men and respected uh, equally, then I'm, I'm all with you. But this whole man bashing thing, male hating thing, I hate it. It makes me sick. I don't want to be associated in any way with the modern feminist movement. I fear for my husband in an in an an era where a man can be tarred and feathered and convicted in the court of public opinion by such a little thing as an allegation with no proof. This is a result of the feminist movement. And I think one of the ways that we do that, to answer uh, Jana's question, one of the ways that we do that is by teaching our children from the time they're very little, our boys and our girls, that they were born on purpose exactly in the package that they, that they came to us in. They came to us either as a boy or a girl and that God has a special plan for their lives. And our roles are different, but the Bible teaches equality between the sexes. And honestly, what I see against, you know, I understand the source of injustice, right? Because the, the secular feminist worldview sees a world that's been cursed and corrupted, not by a patriarchal society, although that's not helping, but by sin. It's by sin. It's like, you know, you've heard me talk about uh, Pastor Rob Bell when he was saying that loneliness, that the greatest ache in the, in the bones of humanity was loneliness. And I'm like, no, dude, the greatest ache in the bones of humanity isn't loneliness, it's sin. It's a separation from God. And the reason that there are injustices against women, and there are many of them, and we don't have to go very far to see injustices against women. It's not because of, uh, of the patriarchal society. It's because of sin. It's because of, of a lack of understanding of our creator, the God who made us. And so that's what we need to talk about. This hostility against God has made us hostile to the people that God has made. And that's the truth. So uh, the Bible teaches us that Christ has paid the cost for our sin, right? He forgave us our sin. He's rescued us. That's the theme of uh, my women's conference this year. And when we come to know him, the gospel changes us. It helps us to love one another. It makes us want to put somebody else's needs before our own. Because you guys, we're gonna battle our flesh as long as we're on this earth. And every week I get questions about the feminist movement. Uh, one of the one other question 
that similar, you know, talking about feminism that I wanted to address today came from Sherry. And she said, do you think that clothing women wear today helps or hurts the fight against militant feminism? Well, I don't know that it's helping or hurting the fight against uh, militant feminism because the things that we wear reflect an attitude of our heart. So if our heart's in the right place, the things that we wear are also going to, they're going to reflect that, right? So like, for example, last week when I was in Washington, D.C., the things that people were wearing, uh, which I can't even talk about on the podcast, uh, were a reflection of the heart of that person. You saw somebody, for those of you who are watching the news, you saw a young uh, pro-life activist in Canada get roundhouse kicked by a guy wearing a pentagram necklace. It's not about her her activism for the pro-life movement. It's the wickedness of the sin of abortion that created that scenario in the first place. It boils down to sin. And so if we want to be if we want to be a reflection of the way God loves us as men and women, it should be reflected in the way that we dress. We don't want to dress we don't as women, we shouldn't Christian women rather, we shouldn't be dressing in a way that's provocative, in a way that's not modest. Why? Uh, because we love the Lord. That's our motivation. It's not to make a statement. It's because we love the Lord. And we know that because of his sacrifice on the cross, uh, he's, already, he's already won this thing in the end, and we live our lives to please him. Paul said for him to, to die, uh, to live as Christ and to die as gain. And that's how we should see it. That's how we should see our opportunity as women in the culture. I have been, I'm very sad because I feel that, the, that women are being, they're misrepresenting themselves in the culture. And for those of us who trust the Lord Jesus, we hold that Christianity, that a right relationship with the Lord is the only true feminism. God, I said, you know, I got in so much trouble. I said, God is a feminist. I said it somewhere. And boy, I'll tell you what, the, the emails and the, <laughs> and the messages on Facebook, oh my word, I had to run for cover. But what I was trying to say was only Christianity recognizes the value of women. Because it recognizes that women are made in God's image and his likeness. And we don't need to be yelling and screaming on the streets in, uh, in pink hats to make that point. I would love to see feminism return to a place where there's dignity in being a woman. And we have become so undignified. And it's, it's sad because it's like we've, we've uh, thrown out who God says we are. And now all of a sudden, we're trying to say who we think we are. And we want to speak against these things without acknowledging that God made us in his image, male and female, and he sees us as equal but different. And the only thing that will ever bring true freedom for the women who really truly are being oppressed, that's the other thing. And I just throw this in there. Women in this country do not know the first thing about oppression. We really don't. We can whine and complain about it and yell and scream and march in the streets. But I'd like to invite you to go to Iran. And then come back and see how truly free you are. And that's the truth. And the only thing that brings freedom from, for women and for men is the gospel. The gospel sets you free. The truth sets you free. The word of God changes you. And so if we want to be looking at feminism apart from a worldview, it's just going to be, uh, it's going to reek of sin. And so we want to look at feminism through the eyes of Christ. We want to look at women through the eyes of Christ because everything else leads to chaos. Have you seen that before? And it's going to lead to hostility between men and women. And that's what's happening. I read a, a chapter out of Lisa Bevere's book, uh, Unrivaled, on an airplane recently. And the, the reason I bought the book is because she addressed this issue. She was talking about uh, 
the war between the sexes and how dishonoring it is to the Lord. God has created us to to work together. And she dismantles this gender rivalry that's happening in our culture right now that is really designed to tear us apart. And so instead of working together, our strengths as men and women, bringing our strengths as women uh, to work together with the strengths that we see in our Christian brothers, we're dismantling them. And we're dismantling the relationships, and we should be working with the men in our lives, and and stop being, uh, stop pouting and 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 freaking out about it. It doesn't honor the Lord. So uh, I realize that this is kind of a, a multifaceted question, but I wanted to take you back to the Bible today because to me, that's where we go. We've got to continue to go back to the Word of God and say, Lord, help me to see everyone around me, not just the men around me, but the women around me too, through Your eyes, so that we can walk in right relationship with you. That is God's heart for us. And that's his heart for your daughters. And uh, as a mother of five daughters myself, I'm telling you what, I want my I want my daughters to see themselves as precious in God's size. I want them to uh, have a confidence in their ability to teach and to speak and to lead. I want them to have confidence in their ability to be mothers someday and wives if God calls them to that. And I want my sons to have the same view of themselves as God has of them, and to treat women the way that God would want them to be treated. And this, it has to come back to that. And unless and until we come back to that, and that is our primary point of contact with the culture, we will continue to see this conversation dissolve into chaos. I hope that this that uh, that just bringing you back to the Word of God provides a sort of a baseline for you and some encouragement today. If you are encouraged by this podcast, uh, can I just tell you we would be very encouraged if you would support it not only through prayer but also. Financially, many of you know I have a brand new book out. If you haven't yet ordered Prayers for the Battlefield, I think you're going to be encouraged by it. It is literally a handbook for war, and uh, it's an encouragement to you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield through the power of prayer. God has power for you, men and women, and it comes from it comes from the Lord, and it comes from walking in right relationship with Him and saying, "Lord, show me what you want me to do," and then uh, and then waiting obediently until he tells you to act and shows you what to do. So if you haven't yet picked up Becoming Mom Strong or the Becoming Mom Strong Bible Study or Prayers to the Battlefield, I wanna encourage you to do that. Also, we have a brand new line of scripture jewelry out, uh, brand new arrows, and one of the necklaces this year is a quiver with an arrow in it. I absolutely love them. It's just an opportunity for you to kind of put a, a reminder around your neck, Mom, that you are God's arrow and you are raising arrows to go out into the world and have an impact for the culture uh, in the name of Jesus. So that's that's really our heart. If you haven't joined us at MomStrong International, it's not too late. We are just starting our study on truth for the month of October, and you can subscribe. It's just $8 a month, and you can download that Bible study, and you'll, every week we'll send you a full-color Bible study, which includes a component called Kids Strong. So what that allows you to do is take what you're learning in the Bible study and teach it to your children. We should be teaching what we're learning. That's part of passing the truth on to the next generation. So I appreciate you guys listening. Again, if you have a question that you'd like addressed to the podcast, feel free to send me an email. You can email me anytime, podcast at thebusymom.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate you listening and we appreciate your prayers and I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.